Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about a fixed versus a growth mindset. And we're going to talk about how we can reshape the way that we think so that we can unlock our true potential. So I have a question for you. Do you think it's true that there is a bridge between success and failure and that that bridge is simply just a state of mind? Sit with that question for a minute and I have another one for you. Do you think it's true that the power of our beliefs, both conscious and unconscious, can have a profound impact on nearly every aspect of our lives? Well, you know what? If you've ever read the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck, she shares some pretty profound research supporting the impact of mindset and how transformative mindset can be to shift everything in our lives, from our relationships to how we behave, to our decisions, to our thoughts about success and failure personally and professionally, and even into our capacity for happiness and joy. So for 20 years, Carol Dweck's research has supported that the view that we adopt for ourselves has a very profound impact on the way that we lead our lives. She basically says mindset is everything. It can determine whether we become the person that we want to be and whether we accomplish the things that we actually want to accomplish in our world. So In her book, Dweck distinguishes between two fundamental mindsets. She calls them the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And I'm going to kind of give you a deep dive into each of those two mindsets so that we have some kind of context before we talk about how to get over onto the growth side. So those with a a growth mindset believe that personality, intelligence, character, and abilities can be developed. They believe that even though um, that we all differ initially in our initial talents and in our initial abilities and in our initial um, ways that we thrive, even in our temperament, that even though we all differ initially, that we can all grow through effort and through hard work, through experience, through application. They also believe that the key word for them is, is effort right? That effort is what matters the most. It's not about outcome. And they don't believe in this binary concept of you either succeed or you fail. Effort, they believe, is the path to mastery. And it's the learning and the continued growth and development that matters most. They're willing to seek new challenges. They're open to new ideas. And they persist in the face of setbacks. And they see failure as opportunity for growth. It's something temporary. It's like a glitch in the road. Therefore, they're able to focus on the process, not the end goal or the outcome. And they are able to learn from constructive criticism and they find inspiration in the success of others. In this mindset, they don't believe that the hand that you're dealt is the hand that you're dealt. They believe that's just a starting point. So let's kind of let's kind of shift that to the opposite mindset, the mindset that is the fixed mindset, right? The fixed mindset, well, they believe very differently. They believe that our personality, our characteristics, our traits, our abilities, all of those things are fixed. They're static. 
we can't change them in any meaningful way. It's basically like, well, this is the hand I was dealt. So where do I go from here? It leads them to this desire to want to look smart, to kind of prove themselves to the world, to avoid challenges because gosh, they have to mitigate the risk of not looking smart or worse yet failing because in a fixed mindset, their biggest fear is failing and they will avoid it at any cost because failure to them is a sign of unintelligence. And this, as we know, obviously, anytime somebody is so focused on not failing, then it gets in the way of them doing exactly what they want to do, which is to succeed. It gets in the way of their success because they're not willing to step outside of their comfort zone. They're always playing it safe and doing everything that they're good at. But where's the learning and the development and playing it safe? So in the face of obstacles, they tend to give up easily. They ignore constructive criticism. Often they feel uh, kind of threatened by the success of others. And they focus on the outcome versus the process itself. Dweck says that when we believe that all of our abilities and our intelligence and our personality, when we believe that that's carved in stone, it creates this urgency to prove ourselves to the world over and over again. And everything that we do and say is evaluated on the scale of, am I going to succeed or am I going to fail? Will I look smart or will I look dumb? Will I be accepted or rejected? Or will I feel like a winner? Or, oh my gosh, what about a loser? So there's a very big difference between a fixed and a growth mindset. But really what Dweck says is that at the heart of a growth mindset is that it creates a passion for learning rather than this hunger for approval. But before I go further and I share these tips of the trade of how to get this growth mindset, let's, let's be clear on something here. We are not one or the other. None of us out there are all fixed and none of us out there are all growth. We're just, we're not that, it, it's not that simple. We're not on this opposite end of the spectrum. It's not an either or proposition. Really the way it is, is that it's more accurate to think of being fixed or being um, in a growth mindset. It's more it's more accurate to think of it on a spectrum to varying degrees. Sometimes I tend to be more fixed. Sometimes I tend to be more growth in my mindset. It's really the degree to which we hold that fixed or that growth mindset. So also it's important to keep in mind that mindset is not an innate thing. It's not something we're born with. Okay. We didn't come out of the womb with a specific mindset. We aren't born with it. Actually, what happens is we develop our mindset through our experiences. And often we develop it early on. You know, who were our role models? What were the messages that we heard over and over and over again? But the good news is, is that, you know, before we start blaming our parents or our teachers or our big sister or brother, who has time for blame and shame? I don't. Instead, how about if we just remember this? We're malleable. Our mindset is malleable. It's like a muscle. If we stop using our muscle, then you know what? We stop being strong. It atrophies. But if we keep using it, we keep getting stronger and stronger and we see results. How about if we think of mindset as mindset muscles? And we're going to learn to work those muscles today. So I'm going to give you some exercises, some mindset exercises that you can do to grow strong mindset muscles so that you can strengthen them and lean toward a growth versus a fixed mindset.
So again, I'm talking about fixed versus growth mindset. And a lot of this is based off of Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, where she talks about a fixed and a growth mindset. So here's my tips to help you grow a growth mindset. Think of these tips again as exercises in a workout. It's just a compilation of different things that I pulled from Dweck's research and from other thought leaders out there who do a lot of work on mindset. Okay, so let's dig in. Number one, get in unchartered territory. So if we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. And you know, those people who think they know everything because they haven't put themselves out there to know what they don't know yet. How teenagers are, don't tell them I said that, but they know everything until they realize they don't. Or little kids think that we know everything as parents until they realize we don't. Oh, anyway, so get in unchartered territory, take on new challenges because when nothing changes, nothing changes. So let's think about this. It could be a new job, a new certification, a new relationship. Maybe you're overdue. How about a new city, a new home, a new apartment, new friends, a new business. Maybe it's as simple as going to a movie by yourself or reading a new book. All of these things are adopting a new hobby. I recently took a pickleball. I'm terrible at pickleball. It doesn't matter. I stepped into uncharted territory. I put a racket in my hand and tried to hit this little ball that goes everywhere that I didn't want it to go. But it's uncharted territory and it's a way for me to get into growth mindset. So it's critical to developing our growth mindset muscles, our skills, our, our skills build, our confidence builds anytime we step into uncharted territory. The possibility of failure is going to scare those who have this fixed mindset away. They're not going to want to step into uncharted territory because remember, they want to play it safe. But those who have a growth mindset believe that it's a stepping stone to success. It's a stepping stone to become a better version of us. So we can teach our clients, our kids, and ourselves to adopt this kind of mindset and to get into uncharted territory by rewarding effort and action instead of rewarding talent and intelligence. So reward the effort, the fact that they try. Instead of talking about how they won the game or didn't win the game, I'm not going to win the game of pickleball for a very long time. But I love that I'm making an effort. I love that I acted on something that I've always said, I'm terrible at racket sports. I can't play racket sports. And I couldn't until I stepped into uncharted territory. So number two, accept that no isn't final. No is not right now. And I remember teaching my daughter this when she got her first uh, job offer or job rejection when she was looking for a job. And I said, you know what? No isn't no forever. No is no right now. And I loved it because when I read Dweck's book, she kind of says something similar. She says that no is not yet. OK, it changes the way our brain processes failure. No, it doesn't mean no forever. It just means not yet. It adds the dimension of time. It says, hey, you know what? Success is possible with time, with effort, with tenacity, with grit, all those things that it takes us to get what we want. Maybe be at this time because this might not be the right time. But with time, it's possible. So no is then final. No is not right now. Number three. Focus on learning, not approval. Urgh, this is going to go against everything we learned growing up because we learn to be very approval based. 
let's face it, from a very young age, we started getting grades. They did ability grouping. Remember when they did ability grouping? I knew by recess whether I was in the dumb math group, right? Because everything was based on how well you did on a standardized test or how well you performed in the class. Did you get an A or did you get a B? I remember being in college and the professors, there would be like 300 people in a lecture and the professors would post these scores according to our number. We were all in number. And then you would see not how well you did, it wasn't, did I get an A or a B or a C? It was how well did I do against everyone else? So did I score, you know, 55 out of 300? So even if it was still an A, it was like, oh, I was 55. How come I wasn't 30? And so we, we get this whole mindset that success is based on approval, getting approval from others. So we're always relying on this outside validation to prove our worth. That's external me measures, though. It's praise. It's money. It's test scores. I get caught up in this all the time. Are you kidding? I host this podcast. I'm always wanting to know what are the numbers like? Are people watching it? Do people like it? Because we have to get caught up in that to a certain degree in order to keep our job, in order to keep the success of what we're doing. But it, that fixed mindset really does get into our head, and it tells us that we have to be perceived as successful to be seen by others as smart or, you know, to be seen by others as, as having what it takes, but it takes away so much of the joy, right? Anytime, if we could just go to class and not have to worry about grades and just have the joy of learning, wouldn't that be amazing? If I could just get on here every week and just talk about what I want to talk about and just be like, Hey, how you doing today? And not have to really worry. Hey, are you watching this? But of course I want you to watch it because that's the whole goal and idea, isn't it? So when we focus on learning and personal growth, though, our goal is really improvement. And really, that's what I've learned to focus on for me with this podcast, with everything that I do. Focus on improvement, Angie. Don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on anything else. Just are you getting better week after week after week? Are people enjoying what you have to share with them week after week after week? A growth mindset says, I'm in control right? I don't need other people to validate my worth and existence and how good I am. I just want to get better for my own benefit. And that's what this is about. Okay. So remember that Dweck's research supports that when we feel like we're improving, we're inspired to keep putting ourselves out there. We're incentivized to keep taking on new challenges. Thus, it strengthens and sustains our growth mindset. So get it. You know what, everybody, this is about growth. This is about improvement. So that's why I say on this one, just focus on learning versus focusing on the actual, you know, need for approval. All right. So number four, focus on process over outcome. So this kind of plays off of our previous point. Prioritizing process underpins the importance of learning and growth. It's not about the outcome. You know, in my recent podcast, um, we talked about process over outcome and how it really helps us to get over that whole imposter syndrome that when we're always focused on outcome, that that's our whole driver. You know, what do people think? And, and am I getting an A and all of that? It's score based and, and all of those things that don't really incentivize us to keep improving. So focus on process over outcome, what we grow through and grow through and how much we develop when we're going after goal is more important than the outcome itself. 
Outcome remember is results oriented. So it's a test score. It's a weight on a scale. It's a performance review. It's approval based. It's like, I need to get the A versus what the focus on what I learned intellectually and the discipline that I gained when I did all that studying to get that A. And, or it becomes more about like the five pound weight loss on the scale, the outcome versus that process of what I learned about my body, how I shifted my eating habits, how much better I feel inside that, that it took me to get to that five pound weight loss. It's the process over the outcome that matters because when we let results and outcome define us and, um, like our weight or our job review or whatever it might be, then that's when we kind of fall victim to that fixed mindset. But when we dedicate ourselves to focusing on the process, what it takes to get to the goal, that's when we focus on learning and development. What do you think? Are we on? All right. So number five, let go of your defenses and accept constructive criticism. What? I'm done listening, right? You're like, I'm not doing that. Okay, it's really hard. Constructive criticism is really, really hard. But remember, I'm talking about constructive criticism. I'm not talking about people in front of a keyboard being a warrior and going after people for needless, needless reasons that have nothing to do with context or 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 effort or talent or anything that people are putting out there. I'm talking about constructive feedback. We have to try not to personalize it. We have to try to grow and improve from it and kind of put our ego on a shelf, like we put the elf on the shelf. I thought holidays and realize that it's not personal constructive criticism is productive it's how we learn and grow okay it's when our teacher comes up and says i love the way angie that you're getting better and better at your times tables instead of angie i love the way you got an a on your last times table test we could start this with kids at a really really young age so number six focus on being the best you instead of being a better you than someone else, okay? In other words, in our society, we have this big thing where we have to gauge ourselves against other people. Am I better than this person? Am I better than that person? Can I beat this person in that? Do I have a better this than that person? But how about if we just focus on being the best us versus being better than other people. So rather than seeing life as a competition, how about seeing life as a process? We don't have to prove ourselves to other people. We just have to do the best that we can day in and day out. And really, if we're going to compare ourselves, compare ourselves to the person we were yesterday and strive to be better and better. So what can you do to improve your mastery? over something that you know nothing about, right? So could you start playing tennis? Could you play piano? Could you learn a language? Um, could you pick it up as a sport, not as a way to be better than other people, not as a way to compete with other people? Very similar to what I said at the beginning, where we're just getting out of our comfort zone, okay? So Again, I'm talking about fixed versus growth mindset. And I'm basing a lot of this on Carol Dweck's work in her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. There's so much information out there that states that the power of mindset is transformative in how we live our lives. It affects everything from our relationships to our career choices to whether or not we authentically live up to our greatest potential. Mindset is everything. It's that bridge between success and failure 
earlier. It's saying that success is really driven by a state of mind versus an outcome. And I love that, don't you? Ultimately, that's a great way to look at life. So number seven, develop a greater purpose. So according to Patrick Cook Deegan, he writes this blog for Berkeley called the Greater Good Blog. And he says, people don't develop a specific purpose and then go and become an expert at that thing. What really happens is people are exposed to something new and unique and different, a new experience. And what happens then is that leads them to a greater purpose. So you know, what made me, when I, when I was reading about this, what made me think about it was when my mom got sick with dementia, my daughter immersed herself in learning about dementia and working with older adults and advocating for older adults. And all of her work has been worked toward older adults, advocating on services, advocating on, you know, helping them keep their dignity. And that was her true mission. She found that mission through her experience. That purpose came to her through her experience. Um, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, I lived in Iowa. I grew up in Iowa. My mom lived in that house for 40 something years. But when I was in sixth grade, we lived in Germany for about six months. And that instilled in me this, this greater purpose that there's life outside of this life that I knew in Iowa. I wanted to travel more in college. I lived in Switzerland and did my student teaching and it just kept building and building this, this idea that my purpose was to, um, immerse myself in other people, ever other ways of living, other thought processes, and to grow and develop from there. And that really led to wanting to help people. And isn't that what happened with you as trainers? Every one of you has a story for how you became a trainer. Some of you lost weight. Some of you had health concerns and you were forced to completely revamp your lifestyle. All of you came into this with this authentic story and it's what connects you to your clients. So what happened was you had these experiences and that led you to your purpose. Some of you used to be accountants or business people and something dramatically changed in your life. That's what drew you into the world of training. So I really think that what he is saying here is pivotal, that we find our purpose through our experiences and then our experiences help us cultivate this way that we're going to make a difference in the world. But still, even if you're not completely sold, I have some ideas to help you develop purpose. I have two specific ideas. Number one is ask questions. I'm a questions girl. I'm always asking questions. I always want to learn more. And I don't really ever think that my question is stupid. So ask questions because Questions give us perspective. They lead to these interesting revelations when we ask questions. Think about little kids and how inquisitive they are. At the end of the day, when we take the world for granted and our lives kind of go into a rut, we just get into going through the motions, doing the same old, same old, same old day after day. We aren't really inspired to wonder what the impact of change would have on our lives, on our relationships and on our work. And we're not really inspired to wonder about the impact of change unless we're inquisitive and we're asking questions. So I don't know, I've, I've posed so many questions in all of my different podcasts, but maybe you start with, what is my greater purpose? What kind of impact do I want to make? Or what do I most want to do with my life? 
Try making it a habit to ask yourself questions every single day. There doesn't have to be an answer. That's the beauty of it. There doesn't have to be an answer and there is no right or wrong. Just get into the habit of asking questions and put yourself into that childlike, inquisitive state where they're always asking everything from like, why is the grass green to um, why do cars use gas? I don't know. Kids ask so many crazy questions, but really what it is, is they're fascinated with the world around them. And if we could become fascinated with the world around us, imagine, imagine what we could create. So I'm still talking about developing a greater purpose. And in order to do that, I think we have to start with questions. Another way that I think we can develop a greater purpose is to create these cathartic experiences. So maybe you've always wanted to go on a solo hiking trip. Maybe you've always wanted to traipse across Europe or get a degree or a certification. Maybe you've always wanted to learn a new language or learn how to play piano. Maybe you just don't know what it's like to go to a movie by yourself. Maybe you've never stayed in a hotel by yourself. Maybe you've never traveled alone. Whatever it is, create a new and cathartic experience so that you can see yourself through a different lens. Just chip away at it. Because again, remember that purposes change depending on your experiences. So, um, you know, I think I mentioned in one of my podcasts recently that I'm taking an, uh, a, a, REI backpacking trip through the Smoky Mountains. And I have to be able to carry 30 pounds on my back. And, and it was just something that I was like, I need to do something completely different. I need to do something that I've never done before. I need to put myself out there and exercise in a way I don't usually exercise. I hike all the time, but I don't want to find my way through the Smoky Mountains by myself and set up camp by myself. So I'm going to join a team who's doing it. I'm going to see myself through a different lens. I'm going to meet new people and have new experiences experiences. And even though I'm still hiking, it's a completely different way to hike and see the world, right? So we have to push ourselves to new experiences in order to find greater purpose. So I'm so glad you're here with me. I hope you're still with me because I've got two more for you. I have two more ways to build a growth mindset. Number eight, challenge your current mindset. I really think we kind of have to start here. We have to reflect where in my life do I have a fixed mindset? Where are self-limiting beliefs holding me back? I know people who have a very, very flexible mindset until it comes to relationships or, you know, having a relationship with a significant other. All of a sudden, bam, they are fixed. It's this way or it's this way. I know people who have a very flexible mindset when it comes to relationships, but very fixed mindset when it comes to putting themselves out there. So look at your life and ask yourself, where do I have a fixed mindset? Where are self-limiting beliefs holding me back? And try to look at it through a lens of acceptance, not shame. Okay, remember that we're human. We all are running this spectrum between fixed and flexible. We're not one way or the other. So figure out what's getting in your way. Try to think about how to remove those obstacles and then turn them into opportunities for growth. But first, we have to start with a little self-reflection. Or maybe if we're not very good at looking inside, we ask our best friend or our mom or our dad or our partner, somebody who is able to be authentic with us, okay? Somebody who's able to tell us, well, I think you get a little stuck in this area. And then my last one is find mentors and seek role models, okay? Read books, 
seek inspiration from other people that you admire, but still stay true to you, right? We want to emulate those who we admire and, and we respect, but we still want to stay authentic to who we are. But there's always ways that we can learn and grow and become a better version of ourselves and ultimately rise to our potential. And really, that's what Carol Dweck is saying here. She's really just saying that if we move into a growth mindset, that's how we can ultimately rise to our potential. That's how we can ultimately experience more joy, find greater happiness. So I'm going to review kind of those eight tips one more time. I have to cheat and look back at my notes. But here they are. Number one, get into uncharted territory. Number two, accept that no is then final. No is not yet or not right now. Remember that number three is focused on learning versus approval. Number four is focused on process versus outcomes. Number five, let our defenses down and allow constructive criticism. Number six, focus on being the best you, not being better than other people. Number seven, develop a greater purpose. Okay, and in order to do that, ask questions over and over again. Be the inquisitive little kid and also create cathartic experiences. And number eight, challenge your current mindset. And then last but not least, number nine, find mentors and seek role models. So I'm Angie Miller. I'm super glad that you joined me for this talk about fixed versus flexible mindset. I hope you'll give it some thought, share it with your friends, because at the end of the day, the more that all of us are in this growth mindset, I think I just said flexible, but I meant growth, same thing. The more that we're all in this growth mindset, the more that we're open to seeing the world through a different lens. This is how we get better. And this is how we make a bigger impact on the world. So once again, thank you so much for joining me. I authentically appreciate your time. And I hope to see you next week.